LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Derek Hanna. I'm Scott Sanders. Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel-centered ministry every single week. The One Thing is brought to you thanks to Reach Australia, and we would love to see thousands of healthy evangelistic and multiplying churches around Australia. Scott, today we're talking about uh, how long should a minister, this is someone gospel ministry, work during a week? Assuming they're employed full-time at this, otherwise it's a reasonably simpler, it's a more simple question at least, but that's what we're talking about. Yeah, now I, I think this is an episode that's not just for the minister, I think it's for the whole of the church, because uh, I think there's often a lot of frustrations that uh, people have in church because of the expectations they have around the, avail- the availability of, of a minister. Um, and, and frankly, Derek, you're just not meeting them, you know, uh, you know, as a, uh, as a pastor of church, you just, you just don't meet them. Well, I want you around when I want you around, and yeah. you're not around. Yep. Well, this is what we're going to push into. Well, this is on the agenda as well, partly from, from a number of reasons. So, you know, why are we talking about this? Um, uh, yeah, recently Australian government has announced there's going to be a Senate inquiry into whether we should be moving to a four-day working week. Uh, also, there's been a bunch of discussion just around burnout. Uh, I think we've come out of COVID uh, exhausted. And so we are asking the question, you know, do we really need to work? Five days a week? Uh, do we really need to work that 38 hours? Surely there's a better way. And so it raises a question, I think, for ministry workers as well. Um, Valerie uh, Ling and Kirsty Bucknell and others have been doing research into burnout. Um, and so, you know, how long should we expect our minister to work? Uh, well, that's what we're going to talk about now. So you have pressed play on another episode of The One Thing. How long should a gospel worker work? Today's podcast is brought to you by Openbox Technology. Openbox Technology aims to help churches improve their ministry by using technology well. Talk to the friendly team if you need help thinking about your audiovisual or IT needs. Openboxtechnology.com. And now back to the podcast. All right, Scott. So it is complex. There's that Senate inquiry you, you flagged before. There's internal drivers for us as well. Like we 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 go into gospel ministry because we want to make a difference, um, and we're convicted by the things we're doing. Um, there's a whole bunch of other things pushing in at people's expectations. You flag. You can't do everything, um, but some ministry staff thinking that they can or they should. They're feeling like it's hard to know what they should do. Some erring towards workaholism. Some maybe erring towards laziness. Talk to us about where we start. Biblical principles. What do you think? Well, I think we should start at rest. Um, rest's an important part of being a disciple of Jesus. Uh, Jesus took time to rest. Uh, we see it built into the fabric of uh, creation. Um, I've been reading a bit of Carl Denick's uh, book on on the church, and he he finishes you know he finishes his book talking about the church and rest as well, and says you know we've got a bit of a problem about this. Um, I don't I don't think there's any biblical mandate in um, you know, as to as to how long it should be, it's not like I can give you a proof text that says actually thirty eight hours is. You don't think is, six six and one? That's six, not. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, oh, uh, yeah. So it's a good yeah. It's a good it's a good question on um on on the uh, you know on the six days and mm. how we how we characterise that because in some ways, uh yeah we we are we're we're working in the home we're working in our jobs we're working in a, you know in a yeah it's complex places. yeah so it's mm. uh, it is complex, um 
uh, different people also, I think, are, are built with different capacities to work. Um, so I think that's the other sort of uh, built into our creatureliness, our humanness, um, is that uh, we, we each have different capacities for, you know, work actually being done, so our, our abilities, but also then the amount, you know, that we can actually get done as well. Um, and, and I you know, you've, I've seen that work out in a whole bunch of different ways. You know, there's, there's those people who, uh, you know, I guess follow the get things done and, and structure their weeks, you know, quite rigidly, I would say. You can hear, him, mm. you can hear already my feeling on those people. Um, uh, and there's people who are great at doing people work, mm. uh, not that great at doing desk work. Uh, people who are great at, uh, yeah, at doing at the computer work and great at doing work with their hands. Uh, so kind of just how God has wired us and, and made us. We've all got different capacities and, and things. And, and sometimes in ministry as well, often in ministry, it is hard to delineate, delineate between what is work and what isn't work. You know, I have dinner with someone from church. Is that work? Have coffee with someone from church. Does it depend on how much I like them or not as to whether it's work or not? Uh, it, yeah, those kind of things. And I, I can still be, you know, remember being rebuked by a senior minister, you know, who's, who's kind of said that, you know, work, it's not work to hang, you know, to, to spend time with God's family. How, you know, I don't need a day off from that. You know, mm. what, what do I need a day off from spending time? But there is a reality that some people do need, you know, time away. They're just wired, wired differently. They're not energized by it. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, interestingly as well, the, the Bible, um, actually, you know, when we, we see Paul talking about ministry, you know, he calls it hard work and he talks about working hard. It, you know, his, his model of ministry, you know, I worked night and day um, uh, and I've worked, you know, much harder and more frequently. We, we kind of see in the model of Paul someone who works really hard and and sees the work as being difficult you know that the images that that he uses in Timothy are of, of a hard-working farmer and a, an athlete who strives you know strives to finish the race um, and of a uh, a military uh, you know soldier they're not all they're not all jobs that we kind of aspire to you know uh, the athlete the soldier and the farmer but inherent in those is the challenge isn't it that that he is using those evocative images to communicate a point that he pours himself out for the gospel, um, but they're physically for Paul. You know he must have rested. Uh, that there he would have had a sense of the Sabbath. However, he implemented that. Um, he would have had a sense of his own limitations and creatureliness within there. And so we we do want to be careful in in reading those biblical texts as saying uh, you just work until you're done, until you drop. Because I don't think that's what Paul is calling mm. for, although it, it can easily in ministry drive towards that or a sense of guilt when you're not driving towards that. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, so, I mean, there's lots There's lots there. We haven't even talked about the wisdom literature. Mm. Um, you know, the the be like the ant, don't be like the, the sluggard, mm. the lazy sluggard. Uh, there's all those sort of uh, challenges that are, that are raised. The time to work, a time to rest as yeah. well. Yeah, it's complex, yeah. Uh, the Protestant work ethic as well. Mm. So uh, yeah, these are these are complex. And then just the reality that work is a gift of God. You know, like it's great. Like the unemployed person, it's hard work. Mm. Like it's tough. It's not a it's not a good thing when yeah. you are without work. Yeah, absolutely. So look, these are all the factors I think that play in. I think there is a reality that there is a boundary between um, uh, God's uh, nature of being the Creator and our nature of being the creation and how it is that manifests itself within these last times, 
within these times, this moment where God is desperately hoping that people return to him and where he uses us to proclaim the gospel in order for that to happen. So holding, understanding that tension in our context for ourselves within our capabilities I think is crucial to us, not just lasting five years but 50 years. So let's talk about that then. What do leaders need to watch in this space? Well, one of the things we talk about lots in the development program is um, is the important, uh, importance of, of managing your time. Um, and I think there's a couple of tasks involved in that. One of them is actually to reflect on how you're using your time. Uh, another is actually to uh, plan, uh, have have a uh, a plan for what you're actually wanting, you know, wanting to do. Uh, so actually sitting down and saying, "Hey, these are, these are my goals. These are my priorities," uh, and then assessing your week as to whether you've actually uh, spent time on those priorities or being distracted or, or spent too much or too little. Uh, so regularly stopping and actually reflecting on, on how you're going with that. Um, you know, so you can break, you can break your work, you know, your work week down in, in a whole bunch of different ways. Um, often when I'm coaching someone, I encourage them just to spend two or three weeks just recording what they're spending their time on. And that's, you know, exercise, that's, uh, you know, eating, uh, that's dinner, just, just to actually stop and pause and go, wow, I'm, I am actually spending, more time than I thought, or less time than I thought, on some of these uh, these key activities, uh, and then and then actually planning out what you you know what you're going to do. So uh, let me chip in on this one because I think this is um I think this has been the crucial revelation for me that um, if I am not clear on what I'm actually trying to achieve, um, my nature is just to be I will just do things and be busy. I will just continue to work. Um, because there's an endless ministry, there is an endless amount to do, endless amount of people work, endless amount of pastoral admin. You can spend endless amount of time on your talk, um, but part of it is having clarity for actually what in this role, in this job, I'm actually trying to do, and then work out what is the most effective way to get there. Um, now, part of that effectiveness is understanding how I'm wired, how I tick what my stage of life is, um, what my capacity is within this, um, how my family operates in this context as well, how other people in church operate as well. All those things will feed into how I actually achieve that outcome. And if I, But if I haven't kind of nailed that goal, I just will kind of be very, very busy and very, very ineffective. Yeah, and I mean, as you, just as you're talking there, I was, I was, uh, I was with, a, with a church on the weekend uh, and I was talking to one of their members and – uh, she just tied me out with all the all the ministries that she was doing, and and she wasn't bragging. She was just saying, mm. you know, she was actually saying, uh, you know, uh, these are all the the opportunities I'm taking in order, to, you know, to um, to see you know ministry happen, you know, on the ground, and to see ministry happen in my life. And you know, that was on top of all, a full time job as well. And I said, man, how do you how do you get all this done? She said, well, I'm single, you know, and uh, at at you know, I kind of went, ah, oh, you know, so there's there's stage of life. There's capacity. Mm. Uh, there's a whole bunch of things that is just sort of hardwired into us that we often, uh, you know, forget about, and we actually don't think realistically. Well, I'm prone to not think uh, realistically about what I can achieve, um, you know, in the time that I have. Mm. Now, the, the part of the awkwardness is you you kind of want, you know, at media conferences when you go and you know ministry conferences, you'd always get the person asking how many, how much should I work? What was that? And it's a good question because you actually want how many, how long should I write it? Should it take to write a talk? You, you actually kind of want to know a ballpark for that. And so, first, I want to say, yeah, as we've been talking, you have to know where you go. You got to know your outcomes for that. But there probably are some parameters around numbers here that are worthwhile having a chat about, aren't there? 
Yeah, there there are, and um, without being without being so prescriptive, this is a, a kind of normal band of operating in a normal environment. Not saying, hey, Scott's going to say a number here, and next time you see him, yeah, have a go at him because it's not the right number. Well, the other the other thing to say is, I think in the context of say a church plant, um, there are going to be times, particularly in you know in the launch phase, we're actually going to be working more than whatever this arbitrary number is that you're going to ask me. Oh, to, I'm going to say uh, now. Uh, <laughs> ask me, ask me to put out in in a moment. Uh, but but I think also to reflect to say that in in ordinary church life, there are going to be times where actually there is going to be a bit of a sprint happening, and you actually you have to pour out a lot more time. Um, and there are going to be times where um, you know we're just for whatever reason, you know, you have you have a wedding on, and mm. someone you know die in your congregation who's critic, you know, has been critical and important, mm. um, and you're the locus of relationships, and and that just means, you know, your week's kind of blown up, and yeah. uh, and actually you you have to put in more than, mm. uh, you know, more than expected. So I think to be aware of that, yeah, uh, but to build that into how you what you know structure your week so you can you know have periods of, you know, energy and periods of of, uh, of slowing down. Yeah, so there are seasons, aren't there? You're absolutely right. And I, someone said to me the other day, we weren't talking about this, but we're talking about something else uh, around planting. And their comment was, and they were with their wife at the time when they said this, and, and she, you know, nodding her head in agreement, and she uh, attributed the same uh, principles. He said, you want to be, if you're not feeling the tension often in ministry around where you spend your time, whether your wife is feeling like you're not around enough or your kids aren't feeling He's saying you, you're probably not finding the right water level. Now, what do you think about that? Well, I'll tell you, let me tell you. I won't put you on the spot. I'll tell you what I think. I, I, well, however you want to nuance that, and I've, I've delivered it poorly and he was much more, I, I want to say, yeah, I think there is a tension you need to feel. For, for example, when <laughs> I know you feel like all my examples come back to this, but when you go to the gym, if you come back from the gym every single time and the next day you're never sore, you're never, ever sore, and you're not sore the day after, my contention to you is you're not pushing hard enough because you build muscle mass by pushing that stuff. You build cardio by pushing yourself. And so I'm not saying you push yourself so you can't walk anymore. And I'm not saying you push your family so you're estranged from, nor you push your church family so you're estranged from them. There is a tension within here that you are trying to work out under God in wisdom because what we're doing is absolutely key. Raising our kids is key. Keeping our family intact is key. Ministering to the people we've been given to shepherd is absolutely key. And so if you are walking it in at 38 hours a week, under normal circumstances, all other things being equal, I want to say you're asking more of other people than you are giving yourself. Yeah, I th- I think the tension and the pause I'm I'm feeling is because I think when when often that tension takes place, I haven't communicated uh, well with my wife mm. uh, or my kids uh, about what I, you know what I'm up to. So I kind of like I'm hearing you say, you know. Uh, that well, that's where that's where the hurt is yeah, coming out. It's yeah. coming out for me. Where it, I actually got to take responsibility. I haven't communicated to Natalie uh, well about you know what what's happening in the next few weeks. Yeah. Um, because often when I have communicated, yeah, look, we know we're going to have a busy season. Uh, we've we've planned and we've thought about various things. We've talked we've talked about that reality. She knows this is happening. We know this is happening, and we're prepared for it. Um, but when it, when the tension happens and the conflict happens, yeah, is we actually haven't talked about it and we haven't agreed on it. Um, so there's a communication thing there rather than a attention thing. Yeah, I, I I think that's right and that's helpful. Um, but if we we're just thinking about that that challenge of 
how long it, it is going to be a wrestle constantly. I think, and if it's if it's not a wrestle, if there's no tension, uh, then I think for myself, I'm not going to point the finger. At you. I'm just saying for myself, if I'm not feeling that tension, um, then I I feel like I'm probably walking it in. Yeah, yeah. So. What people are listening to though is they want to get the number. So I think a healthy a healthy number is um, most people work forty hour weeks, mm. uh, and we expect most of our members uh, to get along to church, to be involved in a in a small group, uh, to be part of a ministry. You know where they serve, and again, serving that ministry sometimes it has lots of hours, other times it hasn't. And so the helpful sort of rubric I found is, you know, we expect a pastor to work forty hours, and then. Uh, and then the, the 10 hours of, of sort of volunteer time that uh, a member gives in, in serving in the church. And so I've landed on a number of, of 50 now. Oh, Scott Sanders said 50. Everyone has to work 50 now. So it works. <laughs> no, but, but see, that's it's interesting. So whatever that number is, so you've just landed arbitrarily 50. When oh, I no, I thought spot. it was actually quite well thought okay. out and reasoned number of 50 hours. Sorry, sorry. It's excellent. But you're not saying just work 50 hours. The, the whole point is to work 50 hours or whatever that number is. Um, pursuing the outcomes that you have clear and balancing all the other things. You've got young kids, things are going to change. Uh, you're getting old like me, Scott, and the body's failing. Can't work out late got, at night. That's yeah. right. You, you've got to change. There are a whole bunch of seasonal things, aren't there? But part of it is having clear expectations of what I'm trying to achieve and navigating around I, that. I think the other thing we haven't talked about is what if you're working as a part-time staff yeah, member? Because that's I, hard. I think. I think anyone who works part-time knows the wrestle and challenge that is. Um, and so that might be uh, there for a, a whole nother episode uh, that we need to talk <laughs> about. Uh, but I, but I, I'm, I guess I want to speak to senior ministers here. Uh, you know, I, th- I think we have a tendency often in our ministry circles to, you know, work, work more hours and, and towards workaholism. Uh, and so I think you really need to manage your part-time staff and, um, you know, help them think into how they can, uh, manage their hours well. And full-time as well. I think people, it, it trickles down. So if you're sending emails at 10.30 on Saturday night, um, and it, as much as you might say to people, hey, you don't need to respond to that when you do, people working for you will feel a sense of they should respond. Um, so you just the culture you create is hugely important there. Um, all right, very quickly, expectations and communication, hugely important. Scott, as we wrap this up, what's the one thing you want to say about gospel ministry and working hours? Set reasonable expectations for yourself and communicate them to others. Right. Excellent. Uh, what's in the toolbox then, Scott? Uh, we've got a podcast on time management. Um, so we'll put a link to that in, uh, in our show notes. Uh, there's a book by Jordan Rayner called Redeeming Your Time. Uh, worth one to use to, uh, to reflect. And then another book I spoke about... Uh, Often a conversation I have regularly in my coaching conversations, uh, I just use some simple tools from What's Best Next by Matt Perman. Uh, I think he's got it from somewhere else, but he lays it out quite helpfully in that book in terms of a process of actually thinking through your current activities uh, and how you might be a bit more planned uh, with your future activities in ministry. Great. I'm Derek Hanna. I'm Scott Sanders. Chat soon. Chat soon.